Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you from the Recycle Garage in, oh boy, was it sunny today, Santa Cruz, beautiful day. Um, We've got a giant shit show of a show. (laughs) I mean, it's going to be so great. It's action packed. We certainly got lots of shit. Yeah, uh, we've always got lots of shit, darling. Um, So... Who's in the house tonight, I wonder? Well, 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 Bagel. Darling, would you like to give us a rundown of who's in the house tonight? So, uh, we have Scott. From Alameda. Hello. Hello. And then we have Miss Emma. Hello, darlings! Sitting next to me on the couch is... I'm going to go by Controverse Z now. (laughs) (laughs) But online, I'm Z Traveler. Uh And we have... Um, I'm very excited to introduce these two. Um, the fans of the show, they drove down from Oakland just to visit with them, uh, to visit with us. We met them first thing, and then they disappeared! <laughs> and they just they came back to today. do the show. But yeah, as long as you had fun, that's the main thing. Um, tell us who you are. Yeah, uh, Jane and Emily, along with our wiener dog, Minnie, Aww. from Oakland, California. Bosley's very interested in the wiener. Yeah, and <laughs> The wiener is easily the most ancient wiener dog. Absolutely. Yeah, she's such a dear soul, but dear God, that dog's old. How old is the dog? She's 12, and she's blind, and recently has glaucoma. Aww. Uh, and just it's fine she could still find our food no matter where it is yeah yeah since she's been fed she's getting along a lot better with bosley too yeah yeah she's in a much better mood now she's probably hangry yeah she's like me motivated by food Mm -hmm. we just hit her in her bag for about two hours while we were at the boardwalk so she was a little upset about that we made her go mini golfing with us Mm. oh very cool well actually we had quite a busy day start off started off slowly um before we go, go any further, you need to know Liza, Nock, and Jim mm-hmm. are currently in Vegas. Unless, of course, they've been arrested. Oh, They're yeah, all out having is, fun without us. That's yeah, entirely well, possible. It is possible that they are in jail What right happens now. in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And I left my phone charger in Vegas, and, and it stayed there. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I, I moved very quickly through Vegas to get away from there yep. there's a nice BLM land that I camped in though just west of Vegas hmm. you know I've always been a fan of the desert I oh, love yeah. the desert I was actually so, able know, to hammock camp there yeah though. there were some trees and there was a very nice cop that told me where all the good spots were oh sweet you yeah. ever wake up with snakes I'm, I'm too mean for snakes to cuddle I, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell people is I'm too mean for snakes and bugs and creepy crawlers to get near me because I, I, I just sleep on the ground a lot. Snakes are I'll buy into that. But <laughs> I'm just too mean. Um, after a quiet start, we actually had quite a busy day today. Um, it seemed like a day of breaks. It seemed like a day hmm. of breaks. It was a Talking break. About like yeah. Everything was broken or break breaks? Like <laughs> Well, the breaks were broken, darling. Yeah. Okay. So, um, broken break breaks? Yeah, Micah rolled up. And Micah was originally going to stay tonight, um, but she's terribly sick. Oh. Yeah, um, she wasn't feeling very good no, when she, she left. But yeah. she managed to... Um, like some a giant mess. Swine. Hmm. Solder. An FZ6R. Scoundrel. Absolute scoundrel. <laughs> the, the roasting Emma gave him was proportionate to epic. 
Yeah, I mean, I, well, I don't well, I can even say. deserved it. I mean, poor Micah, selling, selling her a bike that needed so much work. <laughs> Charlie, Micah's boyfriend, <laughs> sold her his old FC6. Oh. And actually, uh, making fun aside... 45,000 miles, but... It's a sound bike, but it's a, definitely a well-used bike. Oh, yes. Well-loved bike. And well-loved. Yeah, it has been well-loved, and Charlie does know how to love his bike. So, <laughs> I think um, she was enjoying working on it, though. She, no, she and she gets a lot the radiator. Because, yeah. listen, I'll tell you oil. something about Micah. She gets stuck in... Um, she get, she's not scared to get her hands dirty. She's not mm-hmm. scared to swing wrenches. And if you show Micah how something works, she's got it. Yeah. She's like, okay, this is how it works. I'm getting in. So we stripped down um, the brakes on the front because they were binding a little bit, cleaned up everything, bled them, bled the rear brakes, changed the coolant, changed the oil. oil. She lubed the chain. Lubed the chain. Um... That's just the start of her getting yeah. maintenance because it was a little neglected. Yeah, but and, good practice. And we buy into that because it's like you lay your hands on your bike. Now, I hope you two in the corner are paying attention it's, it's to a form- this. When you start, when you actually work on your own bike and you lay it's your intimate. hands on your own bike, there's an intimacy you have with your bike. And I do have some history with being intimacy intimate with bikes. Oh, oh yes. I love tearing into my bike. It is like some of the best sex ever yeah <laughs> like it's, it's it's so weird like you really get to trust your machine you trust what you've done to it you know what's been done to it you got to look at it yourself it builds a lot of confidence between you and a machine that could get you killed right and the bike's not finished until you're finished with it right right yeah. always <laughs> always my motor goose is always a gentleman well Ooh. but it's important to make sure your bike is satisfied absolutely <laughs> my baby doesn't ask for much he just likes to have some gas and every once in a while the chain <laughs> <laughs> so um brakes on micah's bike um you did a little bit of brake work yourself miss controversy so yeah i came here today to actually get my engine guard welded the vibrations have cracked it but miss emma's um my welder took a dump what, it, what, what sound did it make it went <laughs> well no it's got um like a lot of mig welders it's got the wire feed and the wire feed is driven by a motor and if you wind the spool too tight, then it puts mm. too much strain on the motor. And um, it's an old welder anyway. Yeah. And the motor, instead of going and feeding the wire out, it kind of went and then <laughs> smoke came out. Oh, 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 that's yeah, exactly. When smoke's coming out of an electric motor, usually it's like, yeah, oh, what's that's, that? It's done. That's the magic smoke. What's that smell? So I was supposed to get that done today, but uh, now I was bitching about my brakes. They used to be like, yeah, we're fucking stopping right now and then now lately like they've just been kind of like eh, i'll think about stopping so i was bitching mm. about that and miss emma made me uh clean my rotor oh i was caliper. unspeakably cruel she was you. whipping me the whole time just <laughs> cracking that thing all over the place I, I feel so abused well you know the problem the um when the fork seals go on your bike which no, they do on everyone's bike and <laughs> All the fork oil dribbles down the fork leg and onto the brake. It's only like two-thirds. Yeah, but it doesn't take much oil, and everything mm-hmm. gets soaked in oil. Well, that's your braking power gone. But the problem is the vogue amongst current bikes is you have all these patterns and holes and slots in the, in the rotors, and every single one of those crevices can harbor oil. So unless you clean them out thoroughly, you basically clean the rotor, you clean the pads, put it all together, and you still haven't got decent braking 
because as everything heats up, the oil starts dribbling all over again. So I made you clean that rotor scrupulously. She did. And uh, then I uh, sandpapered the pads a little bit. Yep. Um, did some a little extra cleaning. You don't put brake cleaner in my hands because I'll start brake cleaning everything on my bike. It's the only thing that gets <laughs> stuff. So many miles of crust built up off. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you got to be really careful with that stuff because it is yeah. quite nasty stuff, actually. Mm. And if you've got like a little nick or a cut on your finger, it will make you jump. Ooh. Oh, and, yeah. And it will melt certain parts of your bike, too. <laughs> yeah. And it'll melt your eyeballs if you get it in your eye oh, as well. Yeah. So always like be careful which direction the hole in the nozzle is pointing before yeah. you press the that's what she it. said. And what you're spraying it at, Oh, too. God. So um, spray back. <laughs> there's guys I used to work with who'd clean their hands at the end of a day. Ah, ah, break spray. Jeez. Oh, My God, I bet they had skin like leather. They Worse were kind of dinosaurs. Leather. Yeah, okay, very good. <laughs> Armor. <laughs> that's, that's definitely how you dry yourself out. Yeah. Um, so what else did we do today? There was a little bit of chain work. I mean, chains are Chimichangas. Chain. Yeah, chimi- there was a giant chimichanga, which I... Ch- Emma was just drooling at this thing. At a burrito, so... <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty fantastic. The little uh, taqueria here is oh, great. Yeah. It's all about the Santa Cruz lifestyle. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about that a little bit later in Emma's oh. history hole. It's, it's a local history hole today. Wow. But we'll come to that. Um, so, yeah, we did a bit of work on chains and a bit of work work on brakes poor little uh bagel's scooter is all tore up i'm, I'm so oh, jealous yeah. that he can have it tore up and it still rides though that's cool it's kind of post-apocalyptic <laughs> well, look it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely got that look but i kind of feel bad because i was gonna Aww. help z welding up the crash bars and i was gonna help um bagel welding up a few parts on his bike but of course neither of you got oh, anything okay. done that's well, not really because, your fault yeah i know but hopefully i'll get yeah, the motor week you know I'll get the motor back from the rewinders this week. So maybe next weekend I can do everything okay. I didn't do this week. Cool, cool. No worries. Like I need an excuse to come down here and, and talk shit for a couple hours. Right? Yeah, so you're gonna be you're gonna be around in town for a little while, do you think? Uh yeah, I was still considering the Mexico thing to escape all of my bullshit in San Jose. <laughs> but i I told myself this week that I am gonna make myself stay in San Jose until I I'm okay with coming back because i'm kind of thinking about home basing out of here and i do owe my friend quite a bit of work on the house and i'd like to see it rented out soon Hmm. it's a it's a 1903 house in san jose um it was his first house he bought 25 years ago so of course it was 120 grand back then it's worth like a million now right um but the last renters tore it up so we've i did a lot of painting cleaning it up um He's going to do, I think, multiple room rentals so he can help more people out. We've got some motorcycle friends that are interested hmm. in a couple rooms. Um, and then there's the apartment in the back that I stay in. Right now, plumber's been coming in and out. So we're adding a second bathroom. So I'd very much like to see him getting this rented out. He's a great friend. He's got so much on his plate with a kid, a wife, and elderly parents that need constant attention oh, and a wow. job that has him working super hours right now. So I'm, I'm trying to do my best for him. And like I said, I'm trying to think, I'm thinking about home basing here because the pay rate's so high. Right. I mean, there's, California is a wonderful place to live. And I know, you know, it's, there's no getting around it. It's, it's a really expensive Year-long place to riding yeah. is the thing. Um, the weather, like I can ride yeah, all yeah, winter here. You can't, you just can't beat the climate. I mean, today I was stuck here helping everybody else. Oh, but she was suffering. Mike. God, what a great day. We had our chain down. Yeah, I went out on a ride today. Yeah, it's absolutely glorious. I mean, can you say Indian summer? (laughs) The ride down from San Jose was nice. 
I just wish people in 17 would get the hell out of the way when I want to go. Right? Right. Z, do you have a season in mind for when you're going to head for Mexico? Well, I wanted to be in Costa Rica in February. That's like prime weather season. Mm -hmm. But I'm horrible at making any kind of plans or decisions. So I'll probably end up there during like monsoon season or some shit. (laughs) Adventure sucks when you're having it. It's going to make great stories afterwards. I'll be like, yeah, I was really retarded. And I I went to Costa Rica when there was a monsoon. I was just saying that. My XR200 now associates as a Sea-Doo. Right. Adventure is just a vacation poorly planned. Absolutely. Adventure but is just Murphy's Law fucking you in the ass. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you can't argue with me here. But, you know, um, you could do a lot worse than California over the winter. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I, I tried Orlando last year and Dallas a little earlier this year. Both of them were not very good work environments. Right. And, yeah. um, eh, eh, I mean... Yeah, it's, it's not really that bad here. Like, there's a lot of great riding in a, in a short area. I wish I had more friends here, uh, good people. Well, you've got us, darling. We I are friends. I have to friends. come all the way to Santa Cruz to see well, you live even further, actually. Yeah, I live in Monterey. Yeah. So, yeah, further still, but it's a good place to be. It's, it's definitely... There's a lot of shit, shit talking California, but there's a lot of great things here, too. Right, exactly. And, and and you add that nice bit of spice and controversy to the podcast. So, you know, you can hang on. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm here just to I'm here to like piss everyone off. I've, I've got one today, too. Yeah, so and, oh and if you God. want, I can I can tell you about some of the back roads that get over to Santa Cruz, too, that are a little bit better than 17. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I do that for the quickness. Uh, I've taken the okay. old Santa Cruz highway as well. Yeah, yeah. OK, cool. But I, at <laughs> Tulane, it's hard to pass in that one. Yeah. So if I want to get around some really slow car i have to do something stupid right yeah yeah what you do so i want to talk to our new friends so jane emily um jane you're just you're just dipping your foot into motorcycling now aren't you yeah but uh, you, you've listened to the podcast quite a few times yeah i listen i mean any, anytime y'all come out with a new episode i listen to it and then i'm slowly backlogging them all too so it's funny i'll learn about Jim and Liza and um, Yosemite, and then I'll listen to the episodes before of when they're planning it and know that Jim's going to get into a crash or... It's like a time machine. You know (laughs) things before they're going to happen. And and slowly, but I mean, how y'all talk, I learn about like... I mean, I still don't know. I Even the tip of the iceberg, but certain words you use or how you describe bikes or what you... You know, that like... It helps me like pick a piece that I want to learn more about and then mm-hmm. look it up and cool you know I, there's so many gaps to fill but it it's helps a, me start it's a but good you're way to... just starting out yeah yeah so so you've got something planned later this month eh? yeah I'm doing my California motorcycle safety program um, the weekend before Halloween is right. it a uh, MSF rated uh, yes what those side? are great courses everyone I highly recommend safety courses I don't care how long you've been riding you will learn something what site are you gonna be at, uh, at on Alameda Sweet. I'm going to be teaching there probably around then. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. He's an instructor. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm I'm super stoked and I'm starting to like, I've been looking at gear and sizing it up. I came away with a helmet today, which I'm stoked about. I was going to ask you if you if you checked out the free gear room to see if there's anything in there. Yeah, she got you. an Arai helmet that yeah. fitted her. Nice. It's, it's a little on the snug side, but not overly so. And I pointed out to Jane, yeah, like a pair of shoes. Your helmet's gonna, your helmet's gonna mold itself Breaking. to the shape of your head, yeah. and it looked pretty good on you. You didn't look look like a hamster with your cheeks full of food. <laughs> no, you know? I tried on a showy and I felt like that though. So I'm right. like, at least I know what two type feels like. And so, what kind of bikes are you looking at getting? Um, so I like cruisers, and 
I mean, down the road, I want to do like long distance rides. Right. Um, so I, I've said my, I think my first bike somewhere in the Honda Rebel world or. Yeah, I think it's a good world. start. Great starter bike. I think the 500 is a great bike to, to be on for any amount of time. I'm on a 500, so. Well, you know, cruisers, a lot of people gravitate to them as first bikes. They're very, very easy to ride because oh, yeah. the seats are low. Mm-hmm. And so getting both your feet on the ground flat is a big plus. It, it, it really gives you a lot of confidence. If you're kind of tiptoeing, it can be a little scary at first. Yeah. What was everyone's first bikes? Oh, gosh. Mine was... Um, does, does history even go back? I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, my first proper motorbike that I'm, I'm willing to admit to, it was um, a Kawasaki 250. Okay. It was three-cylinder, two-stroke. Oh. What about you, Bagel? My first bike was a 1965 Heinkel Tourist. Oh, and he's nice. still got it, haven't you? Still got it. It's oh, Scott? It's being rebuilt 77 right Yamaha RD400. That's a great bike. With a kickstart. Oh, nice. Yep. Ooh. Yep. I had a uh, Honda Shadow VLX Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Little 600, four-speed. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, a Rebel's a great place to start. Honda's been making them forever. Um, we talked about them in an earlier episode, but the thing that a lot of people don't realize about Rebels, or the older Rebel, this is the older two-cylinder Rebel. The air-cooled. Um, the air-cooled Rebel. A lot of Honda small-capacity bikes are made outside Japan. Because because it's cheaper, you know. It's, they're made in Indonesia, they're made in Thailand, they're made in China even. The old air-cooled Rebel was one of the few small-capacity Honda bikes that was still made in Japan. And it was actually considered very prestigious to be on the Rebel production line. Mm. The guys who were assembling them, they were, you know, they were close to retirees. Um, but really, the, the guys had been on the line for 20 years plus who really knew what they were doing. And actually, bolting Rebels together on the line was, was considered the peak of your career, wow. which I find very interesting even over yeah. gold wings and stuff like that one of my favorite things about the rebels there's accessories oh the wazoo, and they're cheap out yeah. of the yin yang oh you can get anything like i have a i have a friend that bought a 99 honda rebel 250 had like a thousand miles on it and i rode it home for him he started looking at getting bags on it and windshield and all this stuff and stupid cheap parts oh I'm so jealous. There's, like, nothing for my bike in comparison. (laughs) So, Jane, you're going to be going through the same thing that just about everybody goes through. You're going to go through the course. You're going to find out what you like. I know they've got cruisers up there. Um, Scott, you can answer this. Have they still got the GZ250s up there? We have some GZ250s in Alameda. We've got the KX125 Eliminators, Kawasaki. Yeah, that's another another low bike. We do have some Rebel 250s also. Oh, cool. And I think we've got one or two dual sport bikes. They're a little taller in the saddle, though. So we try to see them for people with longer inseams. Which dual sport is it? Are you talking about like a DR350 or what? No, it'll be an XT220. Okay. Or something okay, like okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Eliminator, it's a, it's a great bike, but unless you are prepared to wait, don't go down the Eliminator route just because they're so rare. It's, mm. It, mm. it's a terrible bike to fall in love with because if you fall in love with Eliminators and there's a lot to fall in love with, you'll never find one. 
Mm. And the irony is my best friend Joanne rides an Eliminator and we weren't even looking for one. It just kind of fell into us. But she loves that thing like life itself. And they are great bikes, but dear God, they're rare. Rare socks. And rare socks when it's your first bike too. Right, exactly. That's what someone I, I like love any triumph that I ever see on the street but so I, I was emailing someone and they were like for your first bike and as you learn maintenance they're just not and and maybe you guys can point me in a different direction but they they said that it's the harder to find parts and a little right. expensive for a starter bike right. yeah. imagine yeah. that exactly you were that too you're gonna drop your first bike yeah yeah. Buy a bike that can take it mm-hmm. and is easy to fix if you really mess it up. No, really. If you're starting out, if you like cruisers, a Rebel 250 is a great start. And learn your craft and then just go up through the ranks. You so know? what about yeah. you, Emily? Well, I'm just excited that my lady's going to be on a bike. I find that very hot. <laughs> <laughs> so I am very supportive. So you're going to ride with her? You're oh, going to get your yeah. own bike, maybe? I think I'll, I'll I'll let her do the first the first round, and then I'll ride behind her, and then I'm sure I'll fall in love with it. And oh, that'd be great, though. We need more bail. people yeah. in the cool. motorcycle world. Well, that's great. You know, and you, you came to the right place, not just because you ended up with a helmet. You know, find a community that supports you. It can um, help you. We, we're all here to answer questions. There's so many people out there with knowledge. Oh, absolutely. Just um, quiz us. You know, if you have a bike you like, get a, get a Miss Emma. She'll tell you everything you need to know about it. Oh, yeah. good Lord. Yeah, exactly. Well, I hope you do. And, when you find yeah. a bike, you bring it down here. We'll give it the once over. I'll show you. I'll, I'll let you know this everything a, you need to take care of it. A great I'm time. so happy I found y'all. Oh, yeah. Right. Glad you found us. And I so, can't believe you might be teaching them, Scott. Maybe. That'd be kind of cool. I Small hope world. I'm to the, the student I should be. Yeah, don't let. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. Don't That's let his benign demeanor fool you. He's mean. No. <laughs> Sometimes there's a little good cop, bad cop going on in the range. So this is, a, this is a great time, time though to bring up the bike it list. So you're getting oh. on a bike and you want you want to go cross country. A bike it list would be where do you want to ride? Oh, like yeah. like a bucket list or a fuck oh, it list. Yeah. It's a bike okay. it list. So oh, yeah. as a new rider, what's your what's your dream ride to do right now? Now, what's the, the uh, well? So goal? I've been lucky enough that my previous jobs, I've been to all fifty states. So all right. I want to go back and see each one of them in detail. And so I know I need more specific locations than that. But specific so, places, no, I hear I've you. Loved That's good. Are, you want to coast to coast, yeah. border to border? Right yeah, I love North Carolina. Um, I mean, if I Alaska, I don't know how that would fare or whatnot i guess i'd have to go oh, yeah. in the summer oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. i love alaska so much yeah you don't want to totally. ride alaska in the winter <laughs> no, no. Uh, july or august that's about your only two good months yeah i uh, highly recommend it though explore more of i mean we moved out to the to san francisco in the bay area just over a year ago so really explore more of i mean There's northern california and the pacific northwest so mm. i think that's like as i learn more and get to extend my distances more and more that's really where i want to focus i'll tell you you know one of my favorite rides is if you just take 101 north out of san francisco you can take it all the way up all the way up the coast you can take it all the way up to seattle seattle's where it ends it's fantastic it is such Mm -hmm. a neat ride the little towns you go through on the way i'll have to beg to differ on that one well (laughs) i hated that ride ride. i I took it from seattle all the way down i've taken it most of the way to la too yeah and you didn't dig it not really yeah 
I, get, I mean, I like it, but I can understand it's not for everyone. Yeah. It, it's not an exciting road, but it has a lot of beautiful scenery along the oh, way. Oh, well, it, to me, it's it's not just about the ride. It's about the yeah. people you meet on, on sure. road. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and, and you know, that was that was one of my old Greyhound routes. Oh, I think yeah. I told you that before. I was on the Crescent City to San Francisco oh, run. Wow. So yeah. all the agents I used to know up and down the... Uh, there you go. There. What about it, you, Scott? Bike it list. Oh, boy. What's on, um, what's on your bike it list? I would love to get back over to the Alps. I had the pleasure of riding Ooh, in Faschina, yes. Austria, Ooh. and going on oh. Silvetta Hochappenstrasse back in around 2010 or something Excuse like you? that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's European, you know. It's this German. What about, what about you, Bagel? It's a bike it list for you. Oh, my God. There's so many places I still haven't ridden. I've, I've ridden through all 50 states, but there are still places I haven't been to in the U.S., including a lot of Northern California that I really like to ride, a lot of the more remote areas. Oh, right. um, so including, amazing including the Lost Coast. I'd love to get out out there oh um, M- uh, Matol road that is the worst road ever <laughs> but the beach is so no one's out there it is so yeah. great the sunset's amazing yeah oh. so but uh but uh, there's all kinds of other places i'd love to ride to i definitely want to ride through the alps i've never mm-hmm. ridden through the alps before mm-hmm. other than a little corner of the french alps but i want to do you know germany and italy and switzerland um I would love to do a tour through Ireland and and Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be, I think, that'd be. Oh, you'd fit right in in Scotland. Oh yeah, <laughs> you I, really would. Until I open my mouth, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, keep your mouth shut. It'd be fine. <laughs> and what, you, what? Can, you can wear one of those um, skirt things they wear. <laughs> the kilt. <laughs> we had a kilt. No, a skirt. It's called a skirt, darling. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Miss Emma? What's that, what's on your bike at list? Well, you know, I, we talked about this earlier. I've got this love of Spain, um, mm. and. You know, Spain's a funny country. It's it it is the most spectacular scenery, and it's a lot like Southern California. Um, but it's like California was fifty years ago. The roads are largely empty once you get out of the city. Um, it's mm. great biking country. It really is. Um, some of the road surfaces are a bit um, <laughs> slippy. I don't know mm. how, how they can build such little grip into tarmac surfaces, but they do. <laughs> wow. But once you actually get used to it, 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 you know, I still gravitate to Spain even after all these days. And I, I lived there, gosh, oh, 28 years ago now. Um, and I was lucky enough I had a Laverda triple when oh, I was wow. out there and a, a great soundtrack to riding through the, the Spanish countryside <laughs> no let me doubt. tell you oh yeah <laughs> Sweet. isn't Spain kind of a traditional like British and Nordic European spot, a vacation spot oh absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, getting out of the rain and the cold yeah exactly yeah. and I mean you get once you get into um, it's mostly around the coast but if you go to any of these coastal towns um, Alicante is one Calpe is another mm-hmm. you'll actually have um, the British section the german section um the nordic section and now um well when i say now the last time i was in spain was 2010 um a lot from the eastern bloc countries were coming in as well you know Mm. they they were in a position where they could afford property in spain so everybody kind of gets in their own little community so if you go to the british section you know you go down the pub and you eat Bacon and eggs, like it's a beautiful what British thing, people culture. Yeah. So I, I think I'm going to be the odd one out with my my bike at list. Go I on. want to I want to ride three months in Australia, and I want to stay on the coast. I think Go I would on, like Mike. to. Uh, I'd like to. My yeah. next ride is riding down to South America, obviously. So I'm going to be doing a lot of those roads. Right. And um, 
I would like to do South Africa on a motorcycle because I want to bicycle Iceland because it's so expensive there and I've got mm-hmm. three months. I'm pretty sure I can do the, the one road they have around that island. <laughs> and then I'd like to go to Mongolia, but I want to go up in the mountains. So no, no motorcycle on that one. But wow. my motorcycle trips will be South Africa, Australia, and South America right now. <clears throat> Remind cool. me to give you that book that I mentioned earlier, that uh, Guide to Lightweight Supported uh, Unsupported Motorcycle Touring for Terminal Cases. Okay. It's a small enough book. It can still fit on your bike. Cut all the unnecessary shit. I'm I'm so obsessive. My I cut I cut the handle off my toothbrush, dude. I have I have a problem, okay? I have a problem. I'm like, no, that's I don't need that or that. This part is unnecessary from this thing. You could always take pictures of the book, I suppose. Uh, I'll show the book to you. I'll give it to Jane. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just borrow it and read it and give it back. So um I have a special treat for everyone tonight. Uh oh. We're gonna do a history hole. (gasps) Well, is it deep? Oh, it's deep and dark. Is it dark? Oh, is it warm? <laughs> and the last time, it's very moist, darling. <laughs> and the last time I took inventory, it was full of interesting things. Ooh. But, um, so last week, it might have been even been two weeks, Liza said, look, I'm going to be away this week. Mm-hmm. I want you to get together with Bagel and do a history hole on police motorcycles. Oh, yes, Liza. Yes, Liza. We'll do that, Liza. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Yes, ma'am. Exactly. Um, Bagel, (laughs) how much research have you done on police motorcycles? Oh, 15 minutes or so. Mm. Would you like to ask me how much research I've done on police motorcycles? How much research have you done, Emma? None. Oh, dear. (laughs) So. (laughs) But there's a history hole, at least. disappointing, Liza. Exactly. So, sorry, Liza. However, um... If you're a Patreon subscriber to our podcast, one of the things you have access to is Ask Miss Emma. And when you send me a question, usually it's about I'm having this problem with a bike and I will give as much advice as I can to actually get you to repair it. Well, occasionally somebody throws me a curveball. And Steve from upstate New York. Hey, Steve. Not not Alan. Not Alan. Not Alan. <laughs> Alan. It's Alan. Steve. Alan. Steve. Steve. Um. So Steve, um, sent me and asked Miss Emma a couple of a couple of weeks ago, and he said, um, I've been wrenching on an old KZ one thousand for a friend, and it came with this big kind of fairing seat unit. And it's made in Santa Cruz. And I think it'd be a great subject for a history hole. And I know the company. And I thought, you know what? It would be a great subject for a history hole. So that's what I'm going to do right now. All right. All right. So um, the company is called Tracy Fiberglass mm-hmm. and Designs. And in order to get... The 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 beginning of the story. We've got to go back to an early nineteen sixties surf culture. Now, surfing in the nineteen sixties in Santa Cruz was just giant. I mm. mean, this and Hawaii were pretty much the number one surf spots worldwide. And so, surfing culture itself was a huge factor on local businesses. So. What do you need to surf? A surfboard? Uh, 
Exactly. That helps, yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> certainly, <laughs> well, it's a, certainly a good start. <laughs> Traditional surfboards were made out of hardwood, but mm-hmm. by the 1960s, they'd graduated to fiberglass. Mm-hmm. Now, as you might imagine, in Santa Cruz, there are a lot of very, very high-quality surfboard manufacturers. Right. And surfboard manufacturers, if you knew how to work with fiberglass... Mm-hmm. you could pretty much write your own ticket. Right. Mm-hmm. So in the 60s, we have this young fellow called Tracy Nelson. And Tracy Nelson um, was a young fiberglass laminator. Um, he worked for a variety of the, the high-end surfboard manufacturers. But he always had an interest in bikes. So what he decided to do was actually incorporate his knowledge of fiberglass and his passion for bikes in one thing and he came up with this um, company Tracy Design and what Tracy Design did they actually made they started off making fiberglass components for motorcycles Mm -hmm. and back then plastic wasn't as widespread as it is now if you take for example if you, if you have an old BSA or even an old Triumph in your garage where the side panels would be plastic on a Honda or Kawasaki or whatever on the British bike there'd be fiberglass everything was made either out of steel or fiberglass back mm-hmm. then is right. this pre-ABS Emma? oh yeah well yeah, pre okay. well pre-mainstream ABS okay. ABS was around but it was really quite an exotic material most handmade stuff for bikes was made out of fiberglass um and so the, Tracy Design started off making components but then they graduated into actually making these bodywork kits um over the years, that company started off very, very small. And before it finished, and I'm kind of getting ahead of the game now, but you need to, you need to understand it became the largest manufacturer of fiberglass body kits for bikes in the USA. Wow. Potentially in the world. Hmm. So this, this became a giant company. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's before is... Craig Vetter, right? Well, it was immediately or... after Craig Vetter. Okay. Uh-huh. And if you see... Right the same time, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's right around that same mm-hmm. time. Now... There's a lot of custom motorcycle work. Right, exactly. Yeah. And we've talked to Craig Vetter a couple of times over the years mm-hmm. on the podcast, and Craig's always said what he did was take... The, the design of British bikes and turn it into something that was of appeal to Americans. Mm-hmm. You know, and he took a very traditional looking bike, which was the um, BSA Rocket 3. A very traditional English looking bike, and put this fabulous um, fiberglass tank and seat unit on it, mm-hmm. changed the design of the exhaust, and turned it into something. It was really spectacular design. I mean, this the Triumph Hurricane is consistently voted one of the most beautiful bikes of all time. Mm-hmm. And considering what he got to start with, I mean, it was an amazing transformation. Tracy-designed bikes look very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a reason for that. I mean, they were very, very appealing to the American culture at the time. So, there's another name... Um, so, so far in this story, we've got Tracy Nelson. I'm going to introduce another name. Um, this guy's called Jim Phillips. 
And Jim Phillips, you won't recognize the name, but you'll certainly recognize one of his designs. It wasn't a screwdriver, was it? No. <laughs> Man, I wish okay. I would have invented that. <laughs> um, but everyone's seen the Santa Cruz screaming hand? Oh, yeah. Jim Phillips. Oh, yeah. He was a very, very prolific illustrator and designer of the time. And again, he's a surf dude. Yeah, yeah. Which is the coolest thing of all. Yeah. And part of the whole culture of Tracy, he made these products for bikes. Mm -hmm. And the products themselves were very, very appealing. But almost as appealing were the (laughs) catalogues. Because I had these illustrations in the catalogues, and I was looking through them and trying to think what they reminded me of. And it's all, they've almost got, they're very much of the time. Mm-hmm. You, you look at the illustrations and they're cartoons of various, the people sitting on customized bikes. Yeah, um, thinking like Ratfink style cur- illustrations. Almost. Cartoons. There's. Um, yeah, along those lines. Yeah, but there's more, almost like Robert Crumb as well, you know, yeah, the keep yeah, on yeah. trucking guy, but there's yeah. a lot more realism to them. Okay. Um, but they are wild designs. Cool. Um, I think in 72 or 73, the Tracy Designs logo was a robot riding a bike, (laughs) but the robot was part of the bike. Wow. So it's kind of difficult to tell where the robot finished and the bike started. It's kind of cool looking there. And there was kind of like an unplugged electrical cord hanging out of the back (laughs) and full of stuff like that. And this is is all Jim Phillips. Very nice. Um, so um, we've got, there you go, we're passing around some of the designs. And I'm, when we put out this podcast, we'll, we'll, I'll send you a link so you can actually look at some of I want to talk about this things. gas tank, like for real. Well, we're going to get to that. So um, Jim Phillips, he, was, he, he used to run by some of the, de- some, uh, freehand some of the designs before they actually went down into the design shop. Um, and he worked up in the advertising department with a guy called Jeff McCormack, who was also a surf guy. Um, so they were kind of doing design for it. But the big thing with Tracy, he would farm out the design studio to other Bay Area companies. You know, a couple of years ago, I bought a set of Cycle Shack exhausts for my bike, which was an old um, Triumph. And on the box was a picture of a chopper with what looked like an outhouse as the body. <laughs> and it suddenly dis- dawned on me that that was another Jim Phillips design. Oh, uh, yeah. That had huh. been contracted out from Tracy. So wow. this was a giant outfit. That's really cool. 150 employees, wow. very, very glitzy showroom. And really creative from the sound of it. That's, it a, was that's a good size. Very much of the time. Yeah. And super creative. Um the place, there was actually a, a very, very swanky showroom right here in Santa Cruz hmm. um, called Bike Shop West, hmm. where you could see all of the products. Wow. Um, and the factory was behind it. So if if we go to the mid-70s, so there were a ton of British bikes still on the road. There was a ton of middleweight Japanese bikes. You'd got your CB450s, your CB500s, your Kawasaki triples, um, H1s, 750s, the H2s. Um, Yamaha had the XS650 and the RD350s. Tracy did fiberglass kits 
for all of these bikes. Mm-hmm. And they had this thing called the Eliminator Kit. And what the Eliminator Kit basically was, you got a gas tank, side panels, seat, and like a tail fairing as one piece. It is so awesome looking. You guys will have to look at the photos, but can you imagine the fuel capacity on these bikes? Well, the... the they were actually, they always pitched that they were narrow. There's <laughs> <laughs> an earthquake. It's a buzz. Um, now we're all going to die. <laughs> what they actually did, it was a very, very clever design. They actually moved the weight around on the bike. So they actually brought the center of gravity down on the bike. Yeah, if, if the gas can go into the side panel, that drops it down quite right, a bit exactly. too. Right, exactly. Mm. Extremely clever design. Hmm. So, so they, performance as well as fashion. Exactly. It was form following function. Extremely pretty. And I was thinking earlier, like, do I really want to be sitting on a gas tank? And then I'm sitting here thinking, what, what's really the difference? Because I have one right in front of me all right, of the time exactly. anyways. Right. So like if my little XR2 had one of these gas tanks i could eight gallons i'd never have to fuel up right so great so um 170 bucks is what you'd pay for one of these kits and you'd get a complete kit it'd have a gel coat finish on it you'd get the seat with it you get the gas tank with it you get the petcocks with it basically you throw away the bodywork of your bike you put this thing on it looks great but what became interesting for me is what you got for another 70 bucks. And if you paid another 70 bucks, you would could get an absolute one-of-a-kind custom paint job. Ooh. And the sky was the limit with this thing. And it said the kit was like, what, 800? 170 bucks. Oh, was it? The, the kit was 170? 170 bucks. Yeah. So for another, it was a good bit of money back then because I mean most of these bikes that I listed off were under a thousand dollars. So you were you were throwing quite a bit of extra money at the bike, but you got this one of a kind look. Yeah. Um, But another seventy bucks, one of a kind paint job, and some of the features they listed in the Tracy catalog, you could get pearls, flakes. Flip flop, which changes color. Mm. You could get flames, lacing, cobwebs, scallops, fish scales. The (laughs) sky was the absolute limit. Explosions. It says explosions. I want the explosion. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Any of the things that these these artists who work in the paint shop could do, they could put on it. That's fantastic. A truly one of a kind. It was an amazing thing. So the other thing they did, um, they did this thing called the time machine chopper kit. And the time machine, again, it was an integral fuel tank, but it had integrated electrics as well. Mm. So you could hide all the electrics in the bodywork and end nice. up with a really, really clean-looking bike. Um, another one was an Excalibur fairing. And the fairing had a five-gallon fuel capacity in the fairing. So it gave you longer range. These are incredibly wow. clever products. Yeah. And again, the fairings, the Excaliburs, were mirroring another Craig Vetter product, the Windjammer. Right. So online I looked up the inflation of what 100 or I did $240. So if you get the $170 yeah, yeah, yeah. kit and $70 What's that paint, come out to now? Modern day money, $1,200, $1,280. And you know, that's about... Yeah. That's about I'd pay $1,280 for that. Like, yeah, that's cool as shit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so here we have, it's it's the mid-70s. We have this large company, 150 employees. They're doing the highest quality products. Everybody loves their products. Everything's clicking along. Um, and then what happened to them? Tracy Nelson is actually being pitched as the young entrepreneur of the year. Mm-hmm. Everything's going along well. 
tragedy struck. Oh. Um, Tracy was married to a beautiful woman called Randy. And, what are, you know, there are a lot of advantages with living in Santa Cruz. Um, one of the disadvantages, we have this stretch of road that goes mm-hmm. between Santa Cruz and Santa San Jose. And I, took, I took that road today. And mm-hmm. it's called Highway okay. 17. And on a pretty day, Highway 17 is glorious. With a little traffic. When you can get it without a lot of traffic, yeah, exactly. that's the best time to enjoy it. In the wintertime... It's horrendous. There's, been, in, there's a lot of tragedy the, on that road. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what we faced with uh, with Tracy Nelson. His wife, Randy, was killed on Highway 17. Yeah. And um, to say he went off at the deep end would probably be an understatement. Um, wow. So is he still alive? Like, where is he's he? He's still alive. And he actually, he made a new life for himself afterwards. But the problem was... The company went down while the he was company went going down. Crazy. He pretty much lost everything. Mm. Um, so it's a tragic end to a story. But like all the best stories, it really doesn't end mm. because he's still out there doing his thing. And life goes on. Life goes on. Um, Jim Phillips is still out there. In oh, yeah. fact, if you go on to, let me see, where's the, here we are www.jimphillips.com You're going to see a lot of Jim's designs for Tracy. You're going to see a lot of Tracy's work on motorcycles. Um, So Jim's still going. Tracy's still going. And the tank seat units are still out there. They still come up. Steve from upstate New York owns one right now. Um, You're probably sitting on about a thousand bucks worth of tank seat unit there, Steve. And the way you can tell it's a genuine Tracy, because there are a few manufacturers doing this, you pop the fuel cap and you look inside at the hump that goes over the frame and there should be actually a business card from Tracy molded into the fiberglass and that's how you tell it's a genuine Tracy that's pretty awesome Mm -hmm. you know so they're still out there and they change the look of a bike they absolutely change the look of a bike so there it is Emma's History Hall. Steve, thank you so much for the suggestion. I mean, it's a great, it's, it's a great story. It's got heroes. It's got tragedy. It's got redemption. It, it, and it's a local Santa Cruz success story. Mm-hmm. Um, and keep your eyes open. I mean, if you see one right now, if you're ever out there, you're doing the swap meet, or you see a bike that's got a one-piece tank seat unit on it, Snap it up because it may be a Tracy. Could be worth a lot yeah. of money. Could be worth a lot of money. Totally. So I, right. I want to, since I'm the controversy at this point. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're going to do a new one today. Oh. Uh, controversy corner with Z here. Oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's, uh, it's, it's, what it's about is what do people think when uh, a rider comes up next to you at a light or rides next to you? How do you feel about that? So what do you guys think? Do you think it's highly rude for someone you don't know to be riding next to you or pull up next to you? Do you want people to keep their distance? Do you want them to come over and say hi? How do you guys feel about that? Staggered formation. If somebody pulls up behind me, you know, stay the one bike distance back on the other side of the road. You, you like your space? Yes, I yeah. do. Yeah, definitely. 
In the same way, bagel. I, I agree with that for sure. Like when you're writing, yeah, I don't want somebody like right next to me, like writing like chips. Like who, who the fuck are you, Punch? <laughs> right. <laughs> no. no, no, no. I need, I need my room to maneuver if something happens. You know, yeah. get away right. from me, dude. <laughs> so I, I've had someone last, last Sunday when I left here. I went up 17, and I had a rider come up, and he's he was a skinnier bike. I, I have a little bit of a wide bike, so splitting is a little slower for me. Yeah, and. He ended up right next to me, and I was gesturing very angrily at him to go away. Because mm-hmm. he came up next to me like I knew him. I'm like, I don't want you next. I don't even want my friends right. next to me. I need my space. And eventually, he, he went on. And I also don't like people pulling up to me at a stoplight. I personally, like, I, when I'm riding, I want to be mm-hmm. in my ride. I don't really want to talk. And if I'm in the middle of the road, that's kind of an indication. Yeah. Stay behind me. Yeah. But, you know, uh, that's that's my whole thing. I just like my space. I don't know you as a rider. I don't know if you're going to screw up and put me down. You could be a threat to my life. You could be super new. Your bike could blow up next to mine, and I want my bike blowing up, too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I, I just like my space. But I, I've heard difference. Uh, some people here earlier asked them as well. Some of them are totally okay with people coming up next to them at lights and saying hi you know and i i think that's a good guideline what you mentioned like if you're sitting in the middle of the lane you know don't pull up next to a rider who's sitting in the middle of the lane i mean i i I take that as a cue that you know they're not expecting somebody to pull up next to them since they're in the middle so i'll just you know pull up behind them right Right. but if somebody's like all the way over in the left side of the lane right you know i'll I'll just pull up next to him and say hey man how's it going you know right just to save space you know so that we're not you know causing a, for a greater, greater backup in traffic or anything. Right. I had one guy, I was in Orlando, and it was in the left-left turn lane to mm-hmm. do a U-turn. Yeah. And I was on the right side of the lane, and I had a bike pull up next to me to the left side, which completely cut off me doing a U-turn, and oh, I had to wait geez. for him to fucking move. Yeah. I was like, I don't know you. Stay behind me like I'm a car. I have my space. And especially like Florida, there's no lane splitting there. Yeah. So, you know, it's a little different attitude when you're in different states as well yeah and one thing that i i like to do when i'm when i'm lane splitting is i will pull ahead like when traffic stopped at a light for example i'll pull all the way to the front and then pull over in front of so another the lane. bike can come up exactly so there's another bike coming up you know that i can that they'll be able to have room to get over too because i've gone lane splitting up to the front of the lane and there's some guy like sitting in between the cars at the in front of the light i'm like Dude, let me get in front of the cars, please. Right. I don't want to sit between these two cars. Bagel. Right, as they're taking off. What about the people that when you're lane splitting? Wait, 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 wait. Bagel. Yes. Do scooters go fast enough to lane split? Yes. I mean, what are you involved with? Wheelbarrows? Milk floats? I mean, what's possibly slower than a scooter that you can actually lane split? Most of the drivers in the Bay Area. You know what's really, really rude as well is when you're lane splitting. This is a California thing for sure. When you're lane splitting and you get stuck behind another rider lane splitting slower and they don't pull over so you can pass. Oh, those bastards. I mean, I let people pass all the time. Like I said, I've got a fat ass on my bike and my my handlebars are kind (laughs) of wide. So I can't just zoom on down like the skinnier sports bikes yeah and, and i let them go and you know and then and that depends on how slow the person's going too because like if they're just you know moving at a you know steady pace and it's like yeah all right i'd kind of like to go faster but okay at least you're moving there have been some people that have been stuck behind lane splitting like they are doing like like two miles an hour faster <laughs> than to fall over and i'm yeah and i'm just like dude just you, you don't get it just get out of the way let let me <laughs> let me lead the way and you can follow because i have got to say for for your sins bagel you are <laughs> a lane splitting demon. Oh yeah, no, I yeah. love lane splitting. Oh, I mean that that the, the lane. I mean, you remember the story that from Liza and I were splitting on an I eighty, right? Where a car pulled over uh, while I was lane splitting, and I somehow 
skidded the bike sideways to avoid the car. Wow. Wow. No, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was nuts. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't mind lane splitting. And I'm prepared for shit like that. <laughs> You'd also advocate having good mirrors on the bike, right? So you can see when you're splitting, if somebody's yes. coming up behind right. you, oh, right. you have have the chance to get out of the road. I've, I've had people yeah. that don't lane split say, like, why don't you just look back? You oh, don't yeah. have, you do, you and never take your eyes off the front of the road when you're lane splitting because you do not know what's going to happen in a split second. Well, you don't know if the car in front of you is about to change lanes. You need to be forward and you need to use your mirrors yeah. more. The little it's, fish eyes. I got a couple of those convexes on my bike. I've been those meaning to put some of those on. Five bucks, bike oh, yeah. master. No, the, so worthwhile. Yeah. The method that I've kind of got into um, and it's it's always worth re- revisiting the rules with lane splitting mm-hmm. um, you should never really be going 15 miles an hour faster than the flow of traffic right. I mean that's generally right. the rule yeah. say 10 in class right mm. what I find if I'm going to be doing lane splitting during the day I put my headlight on high beam mm-hmm. yep, and I've got the, the sodium plasma I've got the yellow headlight so it's very very visible I or, need to get a new headlight or mine Liza's, sucks or Liza's recommendation get the headlight flash right. which is even better Either, modulator so, modulator yeah. it yeah. goes on high beam and I'm n- as long as cars are actually alongside each other mm-hmm I'm kind yeah. of okay with that, but yeah. it's when a gap appears, when that's when they're going to, you're going to, and they, they perceive a gap and they're going to dive they over. They act like it. they're going to get anywhere, just jumping back and forth oh, for yeah. like one car. That's yep. how I got knocked down on my R1200. Yeah. Right. Oh, got to be prepared for those situations. Absolutely. But like you, Scott, I do kind of, I almost try and just keep it in the corner of my eye. It's just an eye on a mirror. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so I can see somebody or, coming up behind me. Yeah, and I will I will check, you know, just, just a very very quick glance over to my mirror just to make sure there's nobody else behind me you know, while I'm lane splitting. Because, you know, if there's somebody else on another bike that's faster than me, you know, I'll pull over, I'll let yep. them go, and then I'll just follow See, we're all in agreement. We have common courtesy on the road, and it just seems like right. it's not that common for most people And, you know, Jane's sitting there and thinking, I'm never going to lane split. <laughs> oh, you're going to love it. You're going to lane split. I know the truth. I know the truth. It I live is, in Oakland. I work work in san francisco you know. and oh you're gonna lane split. i someday have dreams of commuting so <laughs> i recognize that i'm gonna do it but i it's scary at first yeah. i was terrified at my first time lane splitting was in la oh yeah and yeah. terrifying at first and then you start getting the hang of it and you're like this isn't so bad and then you're like oh hell yeah i can go yeah my gps says 50 minutes i'll get there in 35 yeah when you're when you're, when you're visualizing the uh the death star scene in star exactly. wars when you're right through the channel that's when you know you're doing it right <laughs> Oh, Fred. well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Halloween coming up soon. Let's and talk yes. about some uh, Halloween costume ideas. Hmm. For, uh, for people or for bikes? Yes. <laughs> can I, give me something that can incorporate my bike. Like, let me ride around. Like, I make just it look saw like a Facebook event for San Francisco Bay Area motorcyclists. Th- that's actually why I'm asking because I oh, intend okay. to go to that. I've been to one. I highly recommend you go. They're really well, good people. Well, I saw the photos and I was like, who knew I could do that? Like, anyone could do that. Tony. Sure. I know Tony. He's one of the admins for the group. He's a really great guy. I kind of stay off the group a lot because they can get. I just I'm over here like face slapping myself at a lot of the things that these people say oh, of course. and I'm like I'm yeah. not even going to get involved like one guy was like I just started riding let's get a whole bunch of new riders together and oh I'll take a pillion with me and I'm like do not put someone on your bike when you don't know how to ride their, their life is in your hands and yes. you don't know how to ride don't put a pillion on, on your no. bike if you're a new rider <laughs> yeah but no I, I, I kind of stay off there a lot but they're really good people when you meet up with them I did a um Oh, a barbecue beard cookout oh, cool. down at Stinson Beach a couple oh, cool. months ago. Really fun. So, yeah, I got to figure out something. I haven't been able to celebrate holidays in a long time. So I have no idea what to do for a Halloween costume. Hmm. Hmm. 
Hmm. Why don't you? So. Why don't you spend Halloween dressed up as your bike, and then your bike can dress up as you? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that would be an interesting costume. We already have matching hair. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I mean, we're, we're kind of Twinkies. Yeah. See. I don't know. It's not as far out as you think. I can make him look like a zebra. <laughs> I never thought about dressing up my bike for Halloween. I mean, I've, I've dressed up my bike for like that Christmas holiday rides with lights. <laughs> yeah, on that it one's stuff. easy. But uh, what um, what would be a good bike costume? I mean, what could your bike be? Oh God, I don't know. I mean, you can make you can make it look like a broomstick and do a witch thing. Does ET ride a motorcycle? In well, the movie? A bike, there was no. the bicycle thing. So yeah, you you're sitting in the basket on, your, on no, the basket. Bike. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, you could do I've that. Got an idea. If you could take like uh, Christmas lights or you get those little 12 volt LED strips and just deck it out like the, the bicycle parties do. Nice. Yeah. The boombox on I'm it. thinking, like, yeah. Whatever's make him look like gonna... a horse. Yeah, Call him old sure. silver and I can be, I don't know, some cowgirl. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the obvious one. You know, right. Well, no one said it yet. Make a horse and. Or dress up as a cowboy. I actually do have this photo idea with my bike that I haven't got around to doing. I want to put one of those, um, the grain feed bags from a horse on them and tie them up to a post. <laughs> because I, I have people tell me all the time that my relationship with my bike is like a, an old cowboy's relationship with his horse. Right? It, he's my steed. He's my best friend, you know. So I, I thought I was, I'm going to do that photo eventually. And I've got I've got one where I, I laid it down and I have my foot on him like I just killed a like a trophy lion or some something like that. I've got that photo. <laughs> and then I want to do another photo bit. where... I want to push him over, and then I want to. I want to be from like the sky, and I want like beer bottles all around. Like we both just got drunk together. <laughs> <laughs> I have all kinds of photo ideas with my bike. I just haven't got to do them yet. Oh wait, would you have like like gas cans next to your bike or something? <laughs> little, little MSR bottles of gas or nitrous bottles. There you go. Ooh yeah. <laughs> yeah but you know, it's it's true. We have a very very different relationship with our vehicles than There's people you know even you? the biggest enthusiast of cars can ever have with us. I mean. Out of everyone here, Scott, you're probably—I mean, you're a motorcycle instructor. You're—you're right. you're the most analytical out of all of us. But there's more to this than just riding a bike. Well, there's commuters. There? There's people who love motorcycles. You know, there's a lot of people who run them just because they're cheap. But all of us in this room are, are with motorcycles because we fucking love them. Everything about them. Come on, give us the—I mean, give us the motorcycle I instructor point of view. Oh, I wasn't going there with that. I was going someplace else. We'll go someplace else then. <laughs> yeah, wherever you want to go. We'll go I with just you. Think about this relationship with the bike thing. It's like most of us who ride spend more time wrapped around with our legs wrapped around our bike than we do with our significant other. <laughs> oh yeah, the only thing getting Broke, if you even the only thing I've humped in a couple months yeah. is my bike. He doesn't complain though. I From can... the more professional perspective, though, there are classes called bike bonding. Where the hmm, idea what? is to become one with your motorcycle, like a centaur. This is a thing. Yeah, <laughs> bike centaur. bonding. A centaur. <laughs> yeah, you get you, okay. You switch motorcycles. Like when I go back and forth between the Honda and the Triumph, mm. it's a totally different animal. Right? Oh, good. Do you feel like yeah. you're cheating? The no, no. It's, it's just different. I mean, he's but curious. Your Honda's at home being really jealous though. <laughs> But he, Ooh, you know, with that. isn't Come it? On. Isn't it funny when you think about those two bikes? So, to the uninitiated, big touring bike, big touring bike, they're really the same bike. But knowing both those bikes mm -hmm. like I do, I can't think of do two completely different approaches to do the same job. I mean, they are so 
different. Honda and Triumph. I mean, just comparing the two companies well, in absolutely. general, what they but make. What we've got is two heavyweight touring bikes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, kind of sport tourers. I mean, the, sport if, if, I think if of you, my Triumph is the small bike. Right. the 955. Mm-hmm. But if you regard Honda's touring bike as the Goldwing. Okay. I think it's fair to assume that the ST13 is really a sport it's a, it's a sport touring. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's yeah, more touring than sport. It. You know, VFR is a sport tourer, more sporty. But nevertheless, it's a sport touring bike. I think it's fair to say it's the got sprint. got some sexy lines on it, the too. Sprints, mm. The sprint the the, is the same. It's uh, the same concept, but it's executed so differently. Right. And explore that. I mean, I know the sprint's got a lot more power. Hmm. I'd have to check specs on that. I don't know. The ST, it really flies. The Honda, it, it moves. It's easy to hustle through traffic. I can see why the police like it. Right. Yeah, you said it's really well balanced. It handles like a much smaller bike. Yeah. That's yeah, Henry and I swapped up, and he put me on the Guzzi last week. I was mm. out. That was a lot of fun. Mm. It's a different way of doing things. But on the Honda, you know, I'm much more upright. My feet are more under me, a little less behind me. Uh, steering can come from the elbows. Um, it just, it steers differently. It delivers power differently. Uh, broader seat for my backside. Right. With the Triumph, figuring out how to steer it effectively took a little while because I'm so much more forward, and especially with that tank bag that I'm resting on, the top of mm-hmm. my the, the top of the tank bag reaches right about the middle of my sternum, mm-hmm. and so it changes the ergonomics of it. But mm-hmm. you know, out of all Triumph owners, and I'm going to include the Barber, I'm going to include the Bonneville, I'm going to include the Explorer, all the adventure bike, there is no group of triumph owners who are more loyal to their machine than sprint owners absolutely none hmm. i mean sprint owners are just like oh yeah it's, it's amazing how some bike styles get a cult around them and some don't it's, it's right. always weird it's, it's a very culty bike but it's it it's not a culty bike without substance you know some culty bikes are culty bikes just because the wrong looks like but, TDMs or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, TDMs a good bike. Yeah. But the Sprint's actually got some chops to it. I mean, there's there's a lot to like about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's it's a genuinely very very good bike. Um, what Triumph did, of course, was ruin it by bolting every accessory known to man on it and calling it the trophy, <laughs> which is a very different animal. Is the trophy the 1050? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's good. Okay. I think it's even bigger than that now. Um, right. mm. But it's it's got every accessory known to man. I think it's got a toilet on it. <laughs> <laughs> a little a, a sink and well, a, a yeah. little mini fridge. That would be helpful for touring. It is, it is the Triumph. Never win- It is the Triumph Winnebago. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, we um, the, the electronics on it. Like, oh my god. Wow. Um, it's it it's got everything and it's it's metamorphosized into something completely different hmm. but the 1050 sprints and the 955s are just real visceral bikes talking yeah. about uh sex and motorcycles i uh <laughs> you, you all know that i'm the founder of minimalist motorcycle vagabonds and i started a train rack yeah. two days ago <laughs> oh my surprise well my thing was you know everyone's seen the supermodels on hundred thousand dollar custom motorcycles and we're all over here like yeah but does she actually ride like i want to see some real people on motorcycles yes. so i challenged my group to take a sexy photo still has to be 
covered so Facebook doesn't kick them off. But a sexy photo with of them and their bike. Real riders, real bikes. And uh, so now I have a little secret group that everyone keeps sending me photos and I, I put them in there and so, we say nice so, things to each other. So let's, let's get this straight. So you have to be with your bike. You've got to cover your bits. Yeah, so no wieners, no nutsacks. Um, male nipples are fine. Female nipples are not because, you know, society. Boom. And no, no kitty cats. Yeah. So pretty much like, you know, there's some pretty good photos on there. You can sit, sit on your bike and have someone take a photo from a distance if you're a dude. Um, I'm super creative with my photos, and I, I use my photos as an like, incentive. Like I, I cropped one. Oh, she showed me her photo, and it's very artistic. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I'm very tasteful with my photos. And, I, and I, I just wanted to be able to share that with people. Like, I love my motorcycle. I love being a person that loves my motorcycle, and I actually ride this bike. We're very real, and I wanted to, you know, I want to see other people doing real things with their bikes. <coughs> You know, we're not fucking models, and our bikes don't look like that, you know? So I, I think it's it's very realistic, and I'm having a great time with it right now. The people that are in the group so far are very supportive. We say nice things to each other. Um, yeah, there's and a guy I, that posted one today. He's uh, naked in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, you've... Yeah, good thing you get to cover those bits because they wouldn't be there. I think it's a very, <laughs> I think it's a very good time bagel to revisit that photograph that Dan sent. Oh, that looks like his genitalia is on fire. I, yes. I thought that. Yes, Dan Dan Hostiak, our good friend from um, Ohio, I believe it is. He sent us a photo of himself with his uh, vintage Vespa. <laughs> Uh, decked out in Christmas lights. Uh, well, no, which, it's where the Christmas lights well, were. Most, well, there were Christmas lights on the Vespa, but most of them were clustered around his, his, bits. his bits. His bits. And in the photo, it looks like his bits are on fire. Yeah, yeah. it's a wonderful picture. It's, it's, it's an awesome photo. Yeah, it's like and, a Christmas light jockstrap. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. And, and even the snow huh. is melted around the bike. <laughs> so it even more looks like it's fire. Like putting up a massive amount of heat. <laughs> Hey, do you know what I'm going to do now? What are you going to do now, Emma? I'm going to do a prize giveaway. Oh, my goodness. So, um... Cool shit. Yeah, I've got... I have got some stuff to give away. I'm going to give away four prizes. These are so valuable. They're going to put you in the next tax bracket. Ooh. So, here's what I'm going to do. Not hard to do for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so poor. Are you even in a tax bracket, Z? Uh, I don't know. She's in a tax bracket of one. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom's one. just another word for nothing left to lose. <laughs> it really is, actually. I don't have a lot to lose. So, um, we had a visit mm-hmm. in the dealership this week from Kawasaki. Ooh. The, the, those cats at Kawasaki. Cows. And they're all steamed up because, I mean, the cat's meow is the 2019 Kawasaki ZX6. So I managed to steal some swag. So here's what I've got to give away. I have got a Kawasaki Ninja ZX6R 636 T-shirt. So whoever rides one of those is really going to enjoy this T-shirt. Describe this T-shirt in minute detail, Z. In minute detail. It's so soft. The fabric is well-constructed. The letters are brilliantly what white color is and that green. T-shirt? What color is that T-shirt, it's darling? It's nice and black. It's complimentary to every person. And what size It's made is by Gildan. It says soft style ring spun. Cool, blimey. Made in Nicaragua. Cool, the blimeys. And what size is that T-shirt? It's a small. It's a small, uh-huh. which basically means um, it's going to make you look good. Or your girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, 
that's the other thing people ride. So you put that on her and you can think about both. All right. Very good. Um, <laughs> and that's how you lose your girlfriend. Don't do this. Don't do this. I also have a hat to give away. Mm-hmm. Also a Kawasaki Ninja ZX6R hat. Um, Jane, would you like to do the honors with a hat, darling? Yeah. It is a complimentary black hat uh, just to the t-shirt, but one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And has some nice uh, white and green lettering and a flat bill. Yeah, and it's got one of those... Um, it's got one... <laughs> oh my God! Someone just walks Liza in. and Jim have just walked ah, in from Vegas. Man, now we can't talk shit. Um, so anyway... Uh, hello, Jim, darling. They, they look like astronauts. Must be cold out there. They look there. like ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we've got a T-shirt, we've got a hat, and as a bonus prize, I've got some tickets to the international motorcycle shows. Now, I'm going to give you some dates and times. November 16th and 18th, it's in Long Beach, California. Mm-hmm. November 30th to December 2nd, New York. January the 4th and 6th, Dallas, Texas. January 25th and 27th, Cleveland, Ohio. February the 1st and 3rd, Minneapolis. February the 8th and 10th, Washington, D.C. February 15th and 17th, Rosemont, Illinois. Pretty sure you're not going to be riding to the one in New York. No, I'm pretty sure. However, um, no, these are put on by Progressive. Um, the, the Drive to Dealer shows, they're really good little shows. Um, there's a lot of tra- lot of trade booths out there. There's always lots of stuff to give away. I've got three tickets. And so what I've decided to do, I'm going to give away one prize is going to be for two tickets. So you can go with your sweetie. Um, I'm going to... The second giveaway with the tickets is just going to be for a single ticket so if you've got an imaginary friend (laughs) they don't need a ticket (laughs) conversely if you want to steal somebody else's sweetie the single ticket is the way to go so (laughs) there's probably not going to be a lot of hot women at these things well you never know it's mostly men that's kind of i mean it's good good hunting grounds for me so there you are (laughs) (laughs) so tra la la so Here's how we're going to do this. I'm going to ask you an extremely difficult question. I'm not drunk enough for this. I want you to send me an email or a letter to Misfits Garage. Everyone knows their address. It's on the website. With the answer to the question and shirt, hat, two tickets or one ticket. Just let me know what you want. The first ones out of the hat for each prize will be the ones that get it. Okay? Everyone got that? Okay. All right. Now to the question. What color is Bagel's beard? What color (laughs) is Bagel's beard? Are we talking the primary color? We're talking the primary, the basic color. I'm going to give right. you a clue. Kiss a ginger, 25 cents. <laughs> That's your clue. <laughs> so remember, I need to know the color of Bagel's beard, and I need to know what prize you won. The shirt, the hat, the two tickets, 
or the one ticket. First one out of the hat for all of them wins the prize. Who doesn't love free shit? I mean, come on. It's free shit. Free and shit. it's it's good stuff. I mean, these are really, really... The, the shirt and the, the hat. I mean, Kawasaki pulled out all the stops. Mm. This this shirt is worth... If you guys ever come over here... A couple of bucks at least. <laughs> you guys, if, if any of you that are listening ever come to this on a Sunday, Liza will shove shit at you. She's trying to get rid of things here. Oh, yeah. Every time I'm, I come here, she's like, you want this and this? And I'm like, dude, I live on my motorcycle. I don't have room for shit. Right. Yeah. But well, she tries. This Most of the time, doesn't she just try and give you a helmet? Okay. Uh, no, that's just... that's just She She doesn't stop giving me shit about the helmet thing. <laughs> but uh, the nice thing about this stuff I'm giving away, the only way you can get one of these shirts or one of these hats is if you're a dealer. Because they're Ooh. not giving them away to the public. Wow. So these oh. are actually... The, the idea is Exclusive. the dealers get them, and if you have very, very special customers, you can say, well, you just bought a bike. Mm. We're going to mm. give you a T-shirt. The reality is nobody's going to be giving these things away. <laughs> they're too nice. Wow. I'm just giving them away because that's who I am. Because so, you're too nice. Yeah, exactly. You're such a giving person, Emma. Thank you, darling. Thank you. I like to think so. Well, thank you, Emma. You're That's wonderful. Welcome. No, you're welcome, darling. So, um, yeah, many will enter and few will win. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what they say? I don't know. Something uh, like that. Maybe you should read off the fine print now, like the, you know, void in California. <laughs> void in Hawaii and Alaska. V- void on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> you can't compete if, you, if your relatives are over 35 years old. Right. Well, um, <laughs> you know... I'm kind of feeling a little bit guilty now because Liza's home and I know that she's going to want to turn in because I'm guessing they've pretty much ridden solidly. Yeah, that's from good. It's, they're here pretty quick from the fact that the, yeah, I think the stuff just ended today. I'd like to do a couple of emails and I think we should start thinking about winding yeah, sure. things that up. Yeah, sounds that's good. What yeah, I think. yeah, they had um, kind of a glazed look when they walked in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were totally out of it. No, that's Jim's natural expression. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, more glazed than normal. Yeah, no, that is true. Yeah, um, they, they look tired. They're, they're all geared up. They're probably out there stripping and trying to turn to relax. See, you got an email. Yep. Yes, this is a follow-up email from last week. Is it a controversial email? No. Oh, good. Oh. If I have to read one more fuck helmet. <laughs> <laughs> swear, why do I hang out with you people? All right, this one says, uh, hey, Misfits, thank you so much for taking the time to respond to my email. Who is this? Who oh, is yeah, this? it's from Davis. He's, he put his name at the end of it. Oh, Davis. Because we were talking last time about whether it was Dave or if it was Davis. Anyways. Okay. Hey, Davis. Davis. He's the one who asked about the rentals. and. Oh, that guy. Yes. So he said, it's crazy cool to hear you all give advice on my issue. Tra-la-la. Depending on how budget shake out Emma's suggestion of twisted roads in Seattle and train back to LA Bay Area might be how we end up going some good suggestions all around though and pretty uh, plenty of good leads also attached a picture of his bike uh, Emma was right as usual there you go Emma ha 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 78 was ha. the last year of the single overhead cams oh yes and shall I tell you how I and I remember it vividly we're sitting down the pub and <laughs> Listen, don't get me wrong. I'm going to upset some people here, and it—that's it, my job. Well, I know it's your job, but so we're all. That's sitting, why people listen. We're, <laughs> we're, I know. We're all sitting around the pub, and Honda. In front of us is Motorcycle News with a Honda Range for 1979, and we're like, 
oh god what the fuck have they done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know that was the general reaction mm. and the, you know time's been kind to these bikes but when they came out they were not well loved compared with mm. what had gone before the 78 single cams oh god they were such good bikes particularly the k bikes and i was very very fond of the f bikes as well hmm. um you remember the history hole about uh, comstar wheels yes oh yeah 78 750f2 was one oh. of the first bikes with comstars yeah. well anyways to anyway the sorry yeah sorry yeah, he said, I'll make sure she gets plenty of saddle time before heading on the trip, like you all said. It's not exactly the easiest trip for a complete beginner, but we'll take it nice and easy with plenty of stops. Hopefully Good. we can swing by the garage and meet you all as well. Thanks again for reading it out on the podcast. Uh, best wishes from Davis. Thanks, Davis. Thank right. you very much for listening. Yeah, and, and I'm thanks glad that for we... uh, yeah, the picture of your bike as well. Yeah, I didn't get that picture. I didn't send it to you. Oh. I kept it all for myself. <laughs> Man, she's so stingy. <laughs> I'm the worst. No oh boy. Um, so, it's, it's always a fun show around here before the podcast when Miss Emma's around. Yes, Emma doesn't show doesn't share her motorcycle porn. We talk about all, all the things it's that we should all talk about. For me, it's all for me. I love oh, okay. my motorbike porn. Well, you know, I have got some history of behaving badly with motorbikes. You wouldn't know. All right, that. read your email. This is true. Um, <laughs> we've been down the rabbit hole enough times today. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm smiling even reading this guy's name. This is from Sado. Sado? Yes. I don't know. Maybe I mean oh maybe he my. used maybe he used to be happy O and had a tragedy in his life. <laughs> Where's so, he writing in from, Emma? Okay, so Sado. I'm gonna get to that. I mean right, bloody I'm hell. Up the guy just for his name. Yeah, hurry up. Hi guys. I discovered okay. motorcycle misfits quite a while ago. Now I started at episode one and tried my best to work through 200 or so episodes and wow. failed. Wow. Wasn't there like 800? No, we're, we're, we're 280 whatever. Um, this isn't because I didn't enjoy what I heard. I was just like an excited kid looking forward to Christmas and just couldn't wait to hear the current episode. I just listened to 271 and it was well worth cheating the system. Ah. So who said where does he live? Well, we, I did. Yeah, yeah, where do you run right in from? Right, no, so I'm coming to that now. Mm-hmm. I live in the Forest of Dean in the southwest of England. Mm. That is a beautiful Excellent. neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, the Welsh border is only 10 miles away. Oh. And uh, Wales is my playground. Oh, look, you <laughs> Very good-looking sheep in Wales. Um, <laughs> when you have five minutes, look up the Black Mountains. It's beautiful. And it really is, you know... Um, my brother lives in a cottage in North Wales, and the oh god, the countryside is just mm. spectacular. Um, but of course, it's got that British climate. So, all our listeners in England who are putting their bikes away for the winter right now, ha ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> we get to ride all winter. Exactly. Now, hardcore. When I've been um, over there and you see the weather they ride in, it's like damn. Yeah, yeah. it <laughs> is damn. Um, so he's an American file. And love the lifestyle you guys talk about on the West Coast. Yes, eating burritos mm-hmm. and good stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, we just eat burritos and get our hands greasy yes. all day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Keep it up. I'm fascinated by Emma, as I guess you, you guys are too. I hope I'm her number one fan. I think you probably are, Sado. Thank you, darling. <laughs> Aw, that's very sweet. What, that actually, you know, that is just a charming email. Mm-hmm. It really it is. Nice it's uh, Yeah, it yeah. is very nice of him. So, um, Sado, I hope you become happy-o <laughs> sooner <laughs> rather than later, mate. And um, happy riding. 
I, I really Thank appreciate it. I've, I've been having some people uh, message me saying that they've they've enjoyed me being on the show lately. So thank you to all of my fans and followers. Controversy. And, yeah, controversy. Like Let's add that to uh, Zin and Zeddy and Water Chicken or Water Critter and Fire Chicken, all my other millions of names. But I, I want to say thank you to everyone who does follow me. Uh, personally, you're all my favorite fans. Uh, on my website, ztraveler.com. On my Facebook, is ztraveler. The page I don't ever use. And, of course, my, my minimalist motorcycle family. You guys make sharing my adventures in my life so worth it. Well, you know, cool. there's so much reward out of seeing everyone tell me how great this is, how beautiful my photos are. And, and you know, everyone likes to stroke my ego and call me brave and <laughs> awesome and stuff. And I'm over here like, yeah, bravery is just another another word for stupid. <laughs> They're secretly waiting for less pictures of San Jose area and more of like Mexico and Central America. Yeah, they're, they're waiting. Unfortunately, I'm very, very far behind on my fund right now. So mm. the date is getting pushed back. But actually, there is no photos of San Jose. I've been posting photos from like July that I took. And uh -huh. I, I put in little bits of information about national parks or monuments that I've been to just to give them something to see. Yeah, cool. And I, I've uh, I'm working on some writing. I'm gonna do a couple articles, see if I can maybe get my way into a magazine. So I'm gonna get some practice in. Yeah. But, but you know, it illustrates to me um, one of the great joys and the great mysteries of motorcycling is riding a motorcycle is a very very solitary thing to do. It's just you and your bike, and yet. And we talked about that, you know, somebody just pulling up alongside you it's right. like and invading your space. Oh, I had some cops actually give me right. a hand the other day. I gave them a hand and I'm like, oh, those were cops. They gave it back. That's awesome. Anyways. But there you go. You're riding your bike. It's very solitary. But you're also very aware you're part of this giant family, very loving, very embracing family. Mm. It brings people together. It really does. It does. I found that. And the second I you hear someone say motorcycle, we're all like, oh, we're friends. We're friends. <laughs> exactly. And I can't think of another pursuit where the actual pursuit itself is so selfish and solitary, and yet you're part of something that's so big. Right. So even though it is a solitary experience, it's an experience that we all share because we all, in, in, we all, you know, we all have that crazy it's gene in us. That oh, we it's share. like the Borg on Star Trek. Kind I of, always yeah. tell resistance is futile. <laughs> I tell people about MMV, and it's twelve thousand members, probably six six to eight hundred that are pretty active on there. Um, you know the people that I know their names and all that, and I tell everyone, you join MMV so you can share your solo adventures with people who also solo adventure, so everyone can be encouraged and say nice things to you. It's like. A bunch of cats being friends on the internet nice. and we may meet up and do something or we may just continue doing our thing and share it with you online but we like to have that connection yeah is that why there's so many cat videos so the cats can be friends on the internet <laughs> exactly <laughs> maybe I, I call myself a cat herder though and it is it is definitely hurting cats when oh, it comes yeah. down to motorcyclists we're all individuals and hard-headed and stubborn yep but i you know i love my group so much they all know better than to be assholes on there because i'll knock them out and we've but, got this commonality that is uh, motorbikes um yeah. So we get, we're really getting close Two to wheels. the end. I want to give a very, very brief update about WRWR. Were, were. Were, were. Um, 12,000 members. Wow. Yeah, it's still Just growing. Over, and it's still growing. It's a wonderful thing. So jealous. If you are a woman and if you ride a motorcycle, if you do not yet ride a motorcycle, but you think you're going to be riding a motorcycle, join WR. WR. So what's that stand for? Women's Riders World Relay. And what is it? 
Well, you know, it's in flux. I mean, the reality is it started... <laughs> it started as a protest. It started as a... Um, to get the industry to recognize, to how, recognize many women. how many women were in motorcycling. And it's grown from being a protest into this amazing idea that we're going to send a baton around the world just by using female motorcyclists. Which is fantastic. And a little bit of shipping across the seas. But yeah, it's just like it. we were talking about how motorcycles bring people together, right. but now motorcycles bring women together. Exactly. Yeah, and we want to get we want to get recognized because yeah. our gear sucks. It's always pink. It's pink not it's pink not pink it and shrink it. It's not nearly as durable as men's gear most of the time. Yeah. And there's just not a variety for us. They they don't take us seriously and there are a lot of us out there that they're not looking at. Right. So um, that's that's what WRWR was born out of, but it's and this is why I say it's in flux. It's it's changing. It's becoming As a it community. Grows, it's changing and it's becoming its own community. It's becoming its own identity. Women are on there asking questions. You guys can't see it, but I see it in my feed on Facebook. It's uh, women on there asking questions for help. How like you know what's a good helmet? Right. You know how do I deal with my hair coming unbraided? You know it's women supporting women, right. asking questions, showing their photos off, saying hi, making new friends. And there is a website which is womenridersworldrelay.com. Um, and I think that's open. I mean, anybody can visit the website if yeah. you actually want to join the group. I have group. been sending it around. Yeah. Um, but I'm in the process. I'm writing some technical articles for the maintenance section of the website. That's going to be awesome. I just did a very, very long one on tyres. Told you everything you needed to know about nice. tyres. Moving on to brakes. It's got everything I think in there. I think I may actually snag up those those links to send around for people because that's going to help everyone exactly and I mean that's the whole idea I mean you know hey it's women showing everybody else how you should really do it hey, yeah might, we'll show you how it's done man you, you might be starting a movement here Emma I think no I think it's, it's, it's certainly not me I mean it's it, everything goes well, back to Haley Bell yeah. who actually started this thing but my yes. god what a movement she started well, you're certainly certainly moving it forward and as far as the women thing is concerned also babes ride out is next weekend oh yeah, oh, yeah. babes ride out i emailed the so if whoever runs that i did send an email in i'm interested in presenting or doing a class on how to pack or something so hopefully if they get back to me i may take a little little trip down to la won't take Sweet. me very long right. to get there just just 600 miles and there'll be That's a, a misfit there's, there's going to be a misfits contingent of babes ride out so um we usually going? not too far away from the lucky wheels garage so emma's thinking about going uh, who look was it? Uh, Katie, I think she's going. Yeah, Cat's going. Cat P's going. Uh, Segalane's going. So there's going to be a lot of people there. You know. Cool. Um, and it, you know, it's always a good four days. It's a lot of fun. I said, I hopefully they'll they'll take me as a presenter or a uh, a, a teacher to do a class because I can't afford to get in it other ways. But <laughs> right, yeah, I have nothing going on right now, so I can definitely spend the four days down there hanging out and cool. networking and making some new friends. Make it's it, all about women. Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Is there beer? I know we don't go anywhere. Free beer. beer. Woo. You're buying it? Free beer. No, it's free. You really? can't buy free beer. <laughs> I mean, are you buying it so it can be free for me? No, I mean, it's part of going. Is it really? Yeah, you get free beer. It's awesome. Oh. Free 805. Well, that's how they run out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then, and it's then, usually usually by Saturday night. And it's then, getting then, a bit thin on the beer. And then Z's found naked, passed out on her motorcycle with beer all around the place. And tell me this isn't normal. <laughs> mm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> 
<sighs> well, people have wasted nearly two hours listening to this drivel. Hour and a half. All you know. right. An hour and a half. It's a slightly shorter one because we have got a lean crew. Um, as always, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Become a Patreon subscriber. Give us money. Yes. It keeps Misfits alive. Um, Thank you to our Patreon supporters. Oh, yeah. You guys are the bestest. So, um, are you ready to say just a brief word, Liza, or are you, are you here incognito? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's saying nothing. Liza's <sighs> spent. She is completely yeah. spent. So... This is Emma Darling and Scott Bagel. Controverse Z. Jane and Emily. <laughs> and we are out of here. See ya. Cool, cool. cool.